Welcome to the Poultry Health Today podcast, where we talk all health, all the time. Hear engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts. Hosted by Poultry Health Today editors, podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas, insights, and advice to improve poultry health, welfare, performance, and food safety. Hello, my name's Caroline Stocks of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Tim Cummings, who's a Senior Technical Services Veterinarian with Zoetis. Tim, thank you very much for joining us today. Well, I'm honoured to be here. Now, we're going to be talking about ILT, or infectious laryngotracheitis. It's a respiratory disease that can cause huge losses on poultry farms. Can you explain a little bit about it for us? LT is a, it's a viral disease, of course, but it's only infects chickens. In our world, there ain't but one way it's going to get onto a farm. It's going to get tracked on somehow, some way, in some form or fashion. So biosecurity is, is, uh, is, is, is the way to try to combat it, at least prevent its entry anyhow. And how much of an issue is it for U.S. producers? Well, like I say, for, with, with certain producers, it is, it is a struggle. Um, uh, because you know, once you it is a reportable disease, but we we do manage around it. Once there is an outbreak in a region, they will start to vaccinate. Come after a period of time, they will stop vaccinating and and seeing if the the field challenge has died down enough that that uh, it will die off. So, in terms of identifying whether you have it on your farm, what tends to be the signs of infection? Well, if it's a if it's a full-blown uh, very pathogenic strain or a hot strain of LT uh, it it produces some pretty classical signs you, you'll literally have blood in the trachea and and I've, I've actually experienced it in years past where I could diagnose and pull it up on a farm because the blood in the trachea uh, just just shuts down the airwaves and birds are literally choking to death and you can hear them coughing and gagging it's very very characteristic and and you can actually see blood on the walls. I, we don't tend to see it that presented that way as much anymore. Uh, it does tend to be a little bit milder form where you're, you know, you, you can still see a lot of redness and a lot of blood sometimes in the tracheas. Uh, sometimes you can see conjunctivitis, foamy eyes, that's the milder forms. So it can, it, when, when you get milder forms, it can be confused with some other respiratory pathogens such as bronchitis, maybe Newcastle. Uh, so, so you do need to get a confirmation, take the appropriate samples, get them into a di- diagnostic lab. In terms of treating it then, what are the first steps that, that producers should take and, and how do you actually go about trying to control it on farm? Well, generally what we'll do is if you get, it, get an outbreak on, a, on, on the initial farm, let's say ground zero, uh, obviously they'll quarantine it, okay, and draw a circle around it. And, and maybe maybe uh, check other farms nearby. You may try to control it just by by controlled processing. We we won't necessarily kill that flock, uh, but they they may send it to processing, and they'll try to try to uh, send it by, via a route that, that avoids you know passing other farms. Just trying to do practical things like that. But if it starts to spread then then we'll start looking at vaccination. So talk me through the vaccination process then, because I understand that timing is everything when it, uh, when it comes to vaccination with ILT. If we're dealing with an outbreak in broilers, uh, you, you've got two primary types of vaccines. We've got the vector vaccines, 
which either utilizes Pox or Merix as the as the uh, uh, carrier. It's got LT genes inserted into it. That's giving it it uh, uh, you know during incubation. And then we've got the live vaccines. We've got and, and primarily for all practical purposes, we we use CEO type LT live vaccines to give broilers and illness the best vaccine to to uh, induce immunity to to shut it down but but there are with all these vaccination programs there's some real keys you know number one you, you got you got to make sure every bird gets a dose inherently the nature of this ceo live vaccine it is a harsh vaccine it will cause reactions and so we've got to do everything we can to make sure every bird gets a dose. Inherently, all these vaccines have some problems, but we need to use them in the face of the outbreak to give us the best chance of reducing the field challenge. And at some point or stage, we hopefully to, to stop vaccinating and the field challenge will have died off or been minimized to the point that it's not going to create a problem again. So you mentioned there the importance of making sure that all of the birds get a treatment. How do you how do you achieve that? I think most people prefer to 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 pump to pump the vaccine over medicators versus spray. But but the bottom line is whatever technique you're going to use, you do everything that you can to make sure every bird gets gets exposed, gets them a dose of vaccine. Let, let's let's start with pumping, okay? which means directly pumping it into the water lines. You gotta you gotta water starve starve the birds properly. Okay. You gotta mix the vaccine properly. Okay. You've got to then charge the lines, then lower the lines. And then then there's a certain time frame that you want birds to, to drink that vaccine up. And 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 so many factors influence this. I mean like for, starting with water starving birds, you you don't want them all just rushing, all of them, you know, starving to the point where they all rush the water lines, rock lines all at once, spilling vaccine. Some birds just, just guzzling it and other birds not getting hardly anything. Once you lower the vaccine lines down, you've got to walk the birds to keep them stirred, keep them getting to the water lines. We've got a lot of variation of how long it takes for these birds to consume the vaccine. You know, some people go up to three or four hours. I personally think we ought to be shooting for a lot shorter time frame, one or two hours, to consume all the vaccine. Uh, may, maybe that's not practical in some situations, but uh, you know that those are the attentions to detail that make a big difference. Because if we're not doing that, then probably a lot of the birds aren't getting the dose they need or a dose. And I, I think that the birds that actually aren't getting vaccinated are the ones that are dying later on for the most part. And how important is um, the age of the birds that you're treating? Typically, we'll say vaccinate birds at 12 to 14 days of age, which, which is probably a good, a good mid-range age you, because the, the older the, the broilers get when you give them these CEO live vaccines, anyhow, the harsher the reaction tends to be, okay? So... But you don't want to vaccinate them really young because the immune system is not up to snuff as of yet, and you might not have a strong uh, an immune response as you would like. So this 12 to 14 days is where most people settle in at. But you can, you know, you can give this vaccine earlier. I mean, I think we tend to forget that. But that may not be practical for you because you're turning out birds then, and 
you know, changing lighting programs and a lot of other things, feed management's going on at that time with these birds, so it may, which is a little bit of a stress. So, you know, you want to minimize all stresses, including adding other respiratory vaccines with LT vaccination embroilers. I mean, I appreciate you may feel like you have to use a bronchitis boosting in the field uh, because of any other respiratory challenges, but if you don't have to, I wouldn't want to try to mix anything with this CEO if you can get away from it. It sounds like there's lots of things that producers have got to get right and just kind of hit that sweet spot in order to get the best results with, with this vaccination. What would be your top tips to making sure that producers are getting the best from it? I would let the birds tell me in my operation what I need to be doing. Uh, the, the, sweet, the sweet spot, I'd probably, I'd probably speak, stick to 12 to 14 days of age if I, and make sure I'm doing everything I can to get a dose to every bird, which means reassessing your whole vaccination program, you know, your, your, vaccine, your vaccine application program and detailing it and making sure it's being done first. And then if I'm still having problems, then maybe I'll consider tossing in a vector vaccine. Because it's easy to overlook. And particularly, I'll use this for example, a large, a large farm, okay, where you got maybe eight, 10, 12 houses on the farm. Uh, you know, as you're going through vaccinating that whole farm, it's easy. It's easy to start leaving out, leaving off some details is, you know, as you, as you start going through this and start a little lax on some things, not walking the birds as routinely as you should and properly and having enough people to do it. And it's getting, you know, it, as you get to the latter houses, it's, you're ready, you're tired, you're ready to get this over with. Life will happen. And, and, but, but you've got to, you've got to do it right. Because I'll, I'll just tell you, the birds later on will tell you if you didn't do it right. And, 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 and you, you'll have a little bit higher, you'll start having mortality four, five, six days post-vaccination. You, you know, you'll have these, these hot spots or these certain houses that will just have these rather large jumps and in increase in mortality. That, that's, that's LT vaccination or LT related. And uh, we're going to have some of that normally anyhow. You're going to have a low grade level of increased mortality, even if you do it right. Thanks for listening to the Poultry Health Today podcast. To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting poultryhealthtoday.com slash join.